This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week... <laughs> had to change your profile picture again, huh? <laughs> Every week. I don't know why, because you two only see it. It's not like it's showing up on the podcast or anything, but eh, whatever. It it's not showing up for me. Really? Yeah, it's never shown up for you, Scott. Yeah, no, it's weird. This week, we're talking about Ex Machina. Directed by Alex Garland. Written by Alex Garland. Starring Alicia Vikander, Domhnall Gleeson, Oscar Isaac. And that's about it. That's the cast. I mean, there's that... Uh, who's the Snowya Mizuno. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, Hux and Poe Dameron. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this was my movie. Um, I did not see it in the theater, but I saw it. On the airplane from LAX to uh, London, it's probably over Montana or something. By the point this was on, and uh, I really liked it. Um, the only thing it was a little awkward. I didn't realize how much uh, nudity was in this. <laughs> and I'm watching on an airplane, but whatever, I didn't care. You sound like you from London. Um, so that's my history. Like, thing. did they project it for everybody? No, it was Virgin Airlines, <laughs> and everyone had their own little screen. But you know, people can. Look over your shoulder, yeah. but whatever. I, hey, what are you doing? Hey, guy. <laughs> yeah. Did she go full front on this? Oh, yeah, she did. But she's a robot. But she, she, she I don't know. Mm. Mm. So that's my experience it was experience with it. What about you guys? Uh, watch it for the first time and prep for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, same. All right. Well, then, uh, let's get started. Um, as I bring up my notes here. So we're going to list our top uh, seven moments from this thing. Uh, no particular, uh, you know, good or bad. Um, mine are mostly good. Uh, actually, I think they're all good. Um, so number seven is I loved um, just the that creepy tone of this. And I said creepy tone, but not really. But is it? Not sure. Um, it is. Yeah, it is, but it is. I don't know. Maybe a nice... So I saw this in 2015. Black Mirror was already out, but this is another thing that kind of feels like a like I think Get Out feels like a long Black Mirror episode. This kind of feels like a block, a long Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's definitely creepy stuff going on. Yeah. And it, it definitely feels claustrophobic. Yes, definitely. I like how they set up his room. There's no windows in here and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But it's not a horror movie, but there's elements of it, I guess. I don't know. I just, I really dug it. Uh, and the music, which I have a little further up my list, I think adds to all of that. Um, so I just, I dug it. Uh, just the, the tone that he's, the, I don't want it to stop because it's maybe other people's list. So yeah, just the basic tone I really enjoyed of this movie. Um, Scott, number seven. Uh, my number seven is the the point about uh, spoilers, by the way, uh, about, mm, about halfway through the movie, maybe a little bit more, when he finds out that the the servant uh, is actually also a robot, um, 
and then he goes and checks himself. Like he freaks out mm-hmm. and he feels like he has to check himself out. Uh, I didn't quite understand why he felt the need to wipe the blood on the mirror. Um, Creepy tone. Other than just to make some kind of weird point. Uh, but uh, to to the Oscar Isaac character. Uh, but I, d- I did like that because uh, we, we've all been kind of trained after watching so many of these sci-fi movies to look for that kind of twist. Yeah. And they, they kind of... Uh, it, it, I mean, it was always possible that there was some trick to it, but uh, I thought it was cool that as like an audience surrogate that he goes and checks himself. I like that. Yeah, this is my number six. Cut, cuts his arm open. Basically, yeah, it's creepy when he was all just messing around in there. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, he like pulls the skin back. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. He's going to need a couple stitches. I mean, yeah. That was a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yo. Mm-hmm. Um, so were you, so, like, the, the servant being a robot didn't really, I wasn't surprised by that. I kind of saw that one, but the, I thought it was cool him cutting himself open because he wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. But what, I mean, without prompting, she just starts taking off her skin, which I thought was weird. It's like, what? Was that planned? Like, pre-programmed, maybe? I think she was rebelling in her own way. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And she's pro- she's probably the, you know, uh, Mark 1 or Mark 2. Like, she's not as sophisticated, so she can't do it the way Ava does probably- it. Probably the one before Ava. Yeah, I would say I would probably think so. And like he's yeah, he's not afraid to have her walk around the premises, like he is with Ava. Maybe he thinks he just programmed like a virtual intelligence instead of in, uh, a true AI on her. You know, so she can take simple commands like a Roomba. That's virtual insanity. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Easy there, Jamiroquai. What we're living in. <laughs> All right, Alex, number seven. Number seven is stupid, but <laughs> as soon as I saw Poe Dameron's character, I didn't know who he was because they didn't recognize him, but it looks just so much like Rafi with his head shaved <laughs> from the league. I kept expecting him to jump, to, to punch the dude in the balls every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so once I got past that, it didn't take long. It was only at the beginning of the movie, but for a second I was like, dude, is that the guy that plays Rafi? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he so does not kid. look like Poe Dameron in this movie at all. Yeah. He grows a mean beard. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. It's just a little hiccup, but I got over it pretty quick. <laughs> It'd be a totally <laughs> different movie if it was Rafi. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, tall guy. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, my number six is what Scott had. Just I, I thought it was a really cool scene where he was, you know, kind of thinking what the, the uh, audience would be and testing out if he is AI. Um, so, Scott, what's your number six? All right. Uh, oh, by the way, after seeing Last Jedi, I wish he just would have stabbed himself as he was doing that <laughs> and finished the job. Okay. <laughs> Scott, number six. Um, Swarmer Six is uh, one of my, my criticisms with the with the movie was they went a little too far, I think, with the uh, the Caleb and uh, uh, Nathan characters, uh, Oscar Isaac and Domino Gleason. Um, they were just both so unlikable. Uh, I felt it was a little too much. Where um, Oscar Isaac's character was too out of touch and uh, too creepy, and uh, just, 
it was just a bit much kind of the the autistic genius kind of thing he had going on it's, it's kind of overplayed and then Domino Gleason was just a little too nebbish uh, a, little, a little too geeky um, and also his uh, his American accent was serviceable but <laughs> Uh, there were points where I could tell, not not that I could hear like the British accent, but that he was kind of trying a little too hard. Um, that's not necessarily his fault, uh, but yeah, his character was just is uh, just a little too nebbishy. Uh, I don't know. I just, it just felt like it went a little too far with both characters. They should have met in the middle a little bit more, I guess. I guess, but. Having worked with a lot of these type of people, they kind of nailed it. Some of these guys are fucking like that. Ugh. But, you know, I just, I seriously just realized they're the two people that ruined uh, Last Jedi for me five minutes into the movie. <laughs> so this movie. is Admiral Hux. You are talking to me. Hello, waiting for Hux. Can you not hear me? I am Admiral Hux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking stupid ass shit. I'd rather have him do that than. Or not do that, then ah, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> Fuck Caleb. Fuck Hux. But I, I get it. They're they're both. I so I agree with you. They're both annoying, but I don't. I think they're kind of realistic. <laughs> Especially when he's trying to like, um, be you know, get the geeky. Oh, he did a Turing test, uh, and he would say he'd have all his quotes like he's being all smart and like that. That really annoyed me with his character. We're really through the looking yeah. glass on this one. Like, oh god. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, maybe you're right, but it it made it less enjoyable for me. Okay. So, but I'm I'm agreeing with you that they're, they're annoying characters. I just don't. I think it's yeah. kind of realistic for some of these assholes. Uh, all right, Alex, number six. My number six is, um, the drinking that what's his face does, Bo Dameron. <laughs> was uh it didn't really bother me or anything but it kind of just when they were having that conversation outside and they were having like very heavy drinks and he was saying how you know these ai are eventually years from now going to be looking at us like fossils and everything so he knows it, the drinking makes sense because he kind of knows that he's setting humans on a path to extinction by or at least he believes that that's what's going to happen by uh, creating uh, Ava and all these prototypes. So I thought that was that was pretty cool, like a little story thing that didn't really have to be spelled out. Um, I like. I that mean, that, I think I think it might have been part of it. I think he was just more just a miserable bastard. Well, that too, because he's <laughs> you know, so he drank because he couldn't like interact with other people. So that was his only way to like really. I don't know. Let up steam. So I always thought what Scott did, but I like Alex's take. That's I think that's a good take on it. I think probably a little combination mm-hmm. of both. Then actually, I mean, that would definitely add to him being miserable, like with the idea that oh, humankind is just it. it, it it's on a timer. Mm-hmm. And he's the one, you know, accelerating it by doing this. But yeah. In some small way, taking responsibility, but he still has to go. He's still going forward with it. He's still trying to do the best he can to create the best AI he can. Or, you know, the first true AI. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm i a drinker. 
I'm so glad I don't drink like these people, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. Good night. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. All right. Um, my number five is uh, I-, I liked the the reverse test where you know he's not testing the AI; they're really testing humans' reactions to the AI. I thought that was a cool little, uh, not necessarily a twist in the movie, but I just like that because that would be something that you would have. If you introduce AI, it's not about humans accepting them or it's not about us believing that it's them. It's how are we going to accept them and how it's going to just it'll affect everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, people are going to fall in love with robots and they are going to do weird things. And, and just it's just going to be so weird, man. And, Whole new world. Yeah. <laughs> and, Matrix. Uh, yeah, I just <laughs> once you put somewhat of a, a face on there that you can relate, it's just it's gonna be so weird, and I just, I just like that. Like I said that when I first saw this too, this is where I was being that stupid nerdy guy in there when the Turing test, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of bullshit. You're not supposed to see it. He obviously knows it's a, but then he goes, ah, we're way past that. That you, of course you would. I I just like the whole test before everything unravels and gets all weird. I liked how uh, he kind of set up that test. Hmm. That's my number five, Scott. All right, uh, my number five. Uh, so I have a couple of instances of the special effects here. Uh, the, f- the first being um, when uh, Caleb's character finds out that Kyoko is a robot, uh, and she starts <laughs> peeling peeling the skin. Uh, oh, that was really cool. Uh, the way she peeled the skin off, the the effect itself, and the way it comes off, and she's pulling it off her face, um, and then it just goes right back on there. And I like they don't, I like how they don't explain <laughs> how the hell any of that's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even, not even passing. Um, uh, plug and play. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, it looks so cool. So you already had uh, Ava. Um, and her stuff, which I might get into later, but, uh, um, but yeah, just the, the peeling of the skin, um, over the, the, the robot parts was very cool. Uh, and that, I think that was the first moment that really jumped it into like, a like really hardcore sci-fi thing for me anyway. Like the, again, the Ava stuff was cool. Um, and it looked awesome, but. It wasn't until that point where I'm like, okay, this is hardcore sci-fi. This is like, they're they're getting like into the, like kind of fucked up part of sci-fi. <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. I agree. Pretty awesome. Alex, number five. My number five was when Caleb got into Poe's room and he started watching the tapes of all the prototypes. Yeah, Poe's. That was. Yeah, that was really <laughs> all those porn- pornographic tapes of BB-8 in there and everything it was weird. <laughs> Jeez. So it was really, really creepy seeing it from Caleb's point of view, and then he has you know he confronts what's his face later, telling me he's a bastard and everything. But on the other side of the coin, uh, Poe realizes that these are just machines that he's created. This is AI, so it's not really that creepy it's creepy that he made him so human and lifelike even like when 
Ugh, that one just has, you know, shoulders and kind of, like, no head and everything, and he's trying to teach it how to write. Really creepy. I mean, I don't know why he just didn't keep them all as robots, which I think would have been less creepy, but I guess that was the point. Uh, but, yeah, seeing... Uh, well, initially being creeped out and then seeing it from both sides. Yeah, I just... If you're the maker of something, you just... Yeah, it's... You have no problem throwing away and ripping up a piece of drawing that you drew, right? Like mm-hmm. it's to him that's what it would be like. Yeah. And then It's just yeah, from Caleb's point of view, I didn't yeah. as, as the audience surrogate, you know, I didn't see it that way until, you know, later on right. I finally figured it out. It's like, "Oh, okay. That makes sense." But that's pretty true. If you saw somebody like, if if you were in front of Picasso or someone he drew something and he and he ripped it in half, you would be <gasps> <laughs> but he'd be like, whatever, dude. I'll just make another one. Yeah. But to to be fair, he's also making sex bots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fembots. Lucy Lubots. Yeah. yeah, and I do like how they address that. Like he's like, yeah, why do why why would you even do that? And he, uh, yeah, I think it's a re- reasonable answer. Right, but now, I mean, like he's like personally taking advantage of it as all. Oh so. yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean. If you're gonna do it, you might as well do it. He's out there right, by but but my, my my point being that he doesn't think twice about it, though. Like as far as like how it affects his creations. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe he did think twice about it, but we just that was a while ago, and now he's mm. just maybe maybe. But yeah, he's definitely a weirdo. All right, uh, number four, and my four is just this is where I love this kind of stuff. Just the tech. Of it, even though some of it's some of it seems realistic, some of it don't. The whole wetware, that brain thing, I don't, yeah. I my brain's not even. I can't even know if that's even possible or not. I don't know, but yeah. whatever. But but that was that was cool. as close as they they came to like, kind of like Star Trek level bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but him tapping in everybody's phone to get all their input to uh, using the search engine for all that stuff that, I, I, I that stuff's out there. I mean, how Batman did it. So, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. all that stuff that's going out there now. So that's all happening. Google knows everything. Uh, bo- um, bonus points to this movie for not having some fucking ridiculous movie gooey. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, meh. he does. I was gonna say, well, movies nowadays don't have that. But I was like, well, well. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Caleb does program extremely fast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's bullshit. But I mean, that that looked like it was just a monitor. There wasn't like sound effects every time he was like typing a, a keystroke. You know? Yeah, and it was like yeah. standard C code and stuff. So, but yeah, it was just extremely fast. Tony Stark hand gestures for everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the tech about how he got all the information, just his little the keypad in his house and. Uh, that's almost a little archaic compared to all the other stuff in his house. Having this keypad you have to use everywhere, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, like no biometrics other than initially <laughs> yeah. taking the picture. Yeah, um, the the fact that his property was just really big. I don't know, you've been flying over for the past two hours like that. Not sure about that. <laughs> Is he going to see John Hammond? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Hey, speaking of which, well, actually, I'll wait till you start talking about music, Jeff. I have a question. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, just basically all the tech I thought was really cool. Some of it over the top, but some of it not. Some of it feels a little too realistic. So that's my number four. Scott. All right. So my number four is we've, we've kind of already talked about this with the uh, the the setting, the the set piece, the the claustrophobic 
re wilderness retreat. Um, there's really like after he he gets there, after Caleb gets there, there's like four different rooms that they show in like the hallway. Like there's like the, the kitchen area where he's like working out. Uh, there's his room, there's Nathan's room, and then there's Ava's room, and that's like it. And then that hallway with the weird mask on the wall for no reason. <laughs> Other than just for the audience. Uh, yeah, the it was cool with the, like the color schemes, um, how it would drop into red. Uh, I like the, uh, the panels for the, for the key cards, how they would like the colors for those with the, the red again and the, the blue. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, just like the color scheme was, was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, just keeping it inside this, this one place for, for two hours. Uh, and the fact that it still worked, they did a good job with that. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. Alex. Number four? Yep. Um, you know, you see the trailers, and you know that this is going to be about a robot and a dude uh, that develops feelings, <laughs> and you see Ava. It's not, you know... A robot and a dude. Yeah, a robot and a dude. And it's not um, as a big secret or a big reveal or anything, but... The first time Caleb goes into the glass, and then he sees Ava, like, just the silhouette. It just stopped there for a second. She turns, and then she walks over. That was awesome. Okay. Because you saw the silhouette. You saw, you know, that her top half was all, you know, in silhouette and black, and then her all her clear inside business, then everything else. That was a really good shot. It was very memorable. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And then when she sat down, I was waiting for Hux to go. <laughs> so who talks first? I talk first? You talk first? <laughs> that was Poe said that, not him. <laughs> I'm Grand Admiral Hux. <laughs> Still. <laughs> you should have done it. Don't presume to tell me what to do. Oh, All right. <laughs> Maybe it's on the outtakes. I'll check. <laughs> uh, my number three is, so when uh, the whole thing backfires on Nathan and Caleb and Ava and their little scheme goes to play and Ava escapes and he's fighting her and then uh, I forgot the real robot Kyoko comes and stabs Kyoko. him in the back and just the way the knife just goes in like yeah. I, I can't it describe yeah. it yeah no I, I as an honorable mention that I, I I don't know much about stabbing but I don't think it would look that way <laughs> no it just goes right in like a, like a fucking lightsaber mm-hmm and but these if it was a and robot, the robot, I know, but they didn't seem to have super strength or anything true. like that. And I don't think he'd be stupid enough to design them with super strength. Yeah, that's the true. opposite. They seemed very frail, which is smart if you're actually building AI and you're yeah. afraid they're going to get out. <laughs> so. I mean, he, I mean, he overpowers Ava, so Ava isn't that strong. Yeah, I guess that's true. I was thinking, you know, like they have the what are those machines that always like test the density of materials and you'll see people put weird things on the internet that's kind of what it felt like when she was stabbing it was like Bring. yeah yeah and then he turns around and then ava does the same thing in his gut or below his heart or in his heart i don't know exactly yeah. what it was but the same thing just the way and that but you're right it's not realistic but that's how a robot would stab i think so it's like yeah. oh this is the fastest way to terminate this interaction goodbye 
it was one of those things like i said i've seen this a few times when i was watching it and prep for this i kind of forgot about that and as soon as like the scene was about to happen it clicked I'm like oh this is where the weird stab happens <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number three you're <laughs> walking down the hallway fucking unreal <laughs> we should have made our crossover list top stabbings this would have Spoiler been alert. Yeah. Um, uh, Scott, number three. Okay. Uh, so my number three um, is the the robot. <laughs> so uh, Ava, in this case. Um, yeah. They, so again, uh, the movie only takes place in like four different locations for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um. So it looked like most of the budget went to the the special effects on the on these robots that appear, and they are pretty goddamn good. Oh uh, hell yeah! Her her arms uh, not being like uh, like the same kind of uh, uh, like a fullness of a human arm, I guess, width uh, circumference, and they're just a little thinner. Um, obviously, with all the the kind of weird circuitry that she had in her arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the head and the, like her, her legs and stuff, like her walking around, it was, was pretty seamless. Um, and, uh, they did, I think the best thing they did with it was that it looked cool and it was unnerving, but it was never distraction. Like there was no point where I was like, this looks ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so they, they did a very good job with that. Um, yeah, again, she just looks super cool uh with with all the, the circuitry and stuff uh and the uh the this goes back to the the, the skin peeling um spoilers at the end when uh, she starts putting the skin on herself um that looks cool uh, yeah it did <laughs> plug and play <laughs> that's not what i meant jeff oh uh, I mean, when she literally like takes that one strip of skin and puts it like on her, on the side of her. But anyways, uh, so that's my number three: the the robot special effects. What about the merkin she put on? Whoa! Yeah, I don't. Maybe maybe that's God damn it! What is that? Is that your Sorry, phone? That was my phone. I yeah. forgot to silence it. Uh, my bad. Yeah, I guess maybe in the special edition, Jeff. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Alex, number three. My number three is the same thing, but I will add something that I noticed when she went and got the dress and she was putting those socks all the way up her legs, pretty much covering all the robot bits. I was like, all right, they're going to pull a Hellraiser here because they ran out of special effects, Lenny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad that was kind of not the case. I mean, there were story reasons why she was, you know, dressed and stuff to... Uh, keep continuing or deepen Caleb's um, trust in her as like her, her human act was uh, working. So she just kept at it and stuff, but yeah, it just reminded me of her Hellraiser <laughs> when bloody homeboy put on the suit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of movies. <laughs> Any weird uh, out or uh, skin jobs or whatever. Yeah, let's put some clothes on it. Okay, put a put a trench coat on it. <laughs> yeah. Just like those those episodes of Star Trek, where they're like, oh, like uh, this alien character all of a sudden just looks like a human. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and feel, and feel like going through that that week. <laughs> All right, uh, my number two. This is where I'll talk about the music. I just thought, and even when I watched it again this time, it just sets the, it goes with the tone, and I think it sets it for the whole movie. And it's not, I don't really like that type of music, but whatever it was, it worked for this movie. And the whole time I was watching it, I really dug it. So um, I guess I mm-hmm. should look up who did the score. Yeah, I, I, I agree for the most part. There were a couple scenes. <laughs> John Williams. Oh. There were a couple scenes where <laughs> it was like the music was the only thing that was really kind of keeping it tense. Oh, yeah. Um, I felt like. Um, and also, am, am I the only one of us that when he first walks into the, the house, when Caleb first walks in, and when she uh, walks out at the end, I, I swear to God it sounded like the Jurassic Park theme. <laughs> it wasn't, but I wonder if it was like it was supposed to sound like it. <laughs> I Just saying. Huh. It, but that's funny. I didn't notice it either. <laughs> anyway. Well, it says the music is by two people. It says uh, Jeff Barrow and Ben Salisbury. And Salisbury. They, and they both worked on Annihilation, which just came out, which is also by Alex Garland. And they also worked on Fantastic Four and Tank Girl. So, wow. There you go. They, they've really improved. <laughs> Adding Tank Girl to my list, by the way. Oh, oh shit. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to watch that piece of shit again. <laughs> <laughs> and this fantastic. This is the latest Fantastic Four with uh, Michael Jordan and... Uh, okay. One of the sisters. I forgot their names. Uh, um, Kate Mara. Yeah. All right, Scott, number two. Okay. So, uh, my number two is uh, Alicia Vikander, Vikander, however her name is. Lara Croft. Laura Croft, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, of of the the three main actors here, uh, she uh, is definitely <laughs> putting on the, the most difficult performance. Uh, yeah. But uh, I I like that she never goes like too far with the the robot thing. Um, but there's always just like kind of that hint. <laughs> never go full robot. Yeah, never go full yeah. robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you went full robot. Oh, you so went full you robot, yeah. That's why Arnie never won on an Academy <laughs> Award. full robot. Yeah, he went full robot. Uh, she, yeah, there's, there's always this hint of, uh, I mean, obviously the, the robot arms and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Ted <laughs> giveaway. Give away. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there, there's always like something slightly off about um, all her kind of uh, responses and expressions. Where it's almost like they're, they're kind of a beat too late, um, and then uh, she does a good job at the end uh, when she's free and uh, just kind of experience seeing some things for the first time, uh, like simple things like sunlight and um, and music, <laughs> intersection. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, she did a great job in this. Uh, she kind of. Uh, I don't. I'm not gonna say she carried the movie, but um, she definitely elevated it. So let me ask you this: You're a helicopter pilot, and you've been going in and out of there all this time, and all of a sudden, this beautiful girl in a white dress comes up. <laughs> what would you do? You take her, I guess. You have to, mm-hmm. but yeah. it'd be weird. That something would be up there. Well, yeah, but I'm sure he's seen weirder shit <laughs> going to and from this guy's compound. So, 
I would be awesome if instead of playing Jurassic Park music there, they played Terminator music there. And as soon as she gets in the helicopter, <laughs> she goes, get out. <laughs> and he like, jumps out of so She takes bad. it off her face. Again, maybe, maybe, maybe in the special edition, that's what happens. Yeah. We don't know. Director's cut. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked her. Um, uh, I may have a little more to say on this in my next one. Oops. Scott. Alex, I mean. My number two is I like how Poe was uh, he had a he had a system he had everything planned out and everything but he really didn't take into account the human element of the test and that's the one that really Caleb is the one that really screwed everything up because he was able to predict Ava's responses and everything he was able to to know what she is doing pretty much the whole way because like you guys said before it was. Caleb being tested pretty much instead of the other way around. But he didn't really, he was the one random variable that really just led to their downfall. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, the, the kind of like the character, uh, the Nathan's characters kind of defining weaknesses that he can't interact with human beings. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's what kind of brings him down at the end. Yeah, that's a good he, point. He punches Hux in the face. He does. That was nice. Deservedly. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, the whole test was about testing him, but he just he didn't have enough use cases. He didn't plan them all out. What if this yeah. guy was so in love with her and so want to get out of there, and she deceived? Yeah, there it is. Underestimated his smarts. Yeah. And you should get blackout drunk every night. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> well. Every once in a while, maybe. <laughs> but three or four days out of the week, tops. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was one week, so. Yeah, and he was drunk like every night except for the last night when he knew that he was <laughs> trying to get him drunk. Yeah. All right, uh, my number one. So I agree with everything you said about her, but my number one is actually Oscar Isaac. I I thought he was the best in this. Hmm. Um, and I didn't, like, when I first saw this, I had no idea who he was. Um, I had no Poe baggage. <laughs> Poe baggage. <laughs> That sounds like a Hobbit name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Poe Baggins. Um, and I don't know. Like I think maybe it's because of um, the personality traits of people I've worked with in the past. You reminded me of a couple people. I don't know, but I just really, I really liked the character. Not he was he was an asshole and he was annoying, but I liked. The, I just enjoyed watching. It, I guess I shouldn't say I liked it. Right. I just enjoyed. Right. It. Yeah. It wasn't a likable character, but an enjoyable performance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so, agreed. I, I like that more than I liked her. I thought, I mean, she was second. That guy, the other guy's the worst. But <laughs> although he's he's a lot better in this than he is in Star Wars. But I, I just, I really like everything from yeah him being this you know this genius, but being aloof and being a drunk and, but you know what are your real feelings and dude and all this stuff. I, I just liked all that. And that when he was. Caleb was trying to big like, all his quotes and be all smart and like pretending like he just kind of <laughs> yeah. I like the thing when you said about me earlier when you said I was a god. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, at that moment, I'm like, oh, that's Rafi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. I am a god. <laughs> so, I, I really dug it. And that guy has an awesome beard. Although, I don't know what it's up with that little skunk mark on the top of his head. That was interesting. <laughs> well, maybe that's just his natural hair color. Yeah, I don't know if that's a Oscar Isaac thing or if that was a hair and makeup thing, but. 
was pretty awesome. So uh, also again, again, he's the shortest person on the cast. Just want to point that out. He Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I, I mean, I exaggerate a little bit, but there are a couple of scenes where it seems like Gleason's like towering over him, and I don't think Gleason's that tall. Well, isn't his dad really tall? Uh, shouldn't look this up. I'm not sure. Ooh, Jackie. <laughs> he's pretty round. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, B doesn't have like well, he, at least six one. Yeah. yeah, so not that tall, but no, definitely tall. Right. Like a he yeah, felt like a time points that he was like a head taller than Isaac. Uh, yeah, they don't. Oh, let's see here. IMDb yeah. trademark Irish accent. <laughs> he was buffer, so balances oh. out. Oscar Isaac is five eight and a half. I at the beach maybe. <laughs> at the <laughs> at beach. <laughs> That's old saying. What anyway, does that mean, the, the idea being you that you, girls? yeah, yeah, the oh, idea being that you, yeah, exaggerate a little bit because <laughs> Daisy Ridley is definitely taller than him. That's all I'm saying. Uh, what, is Yoda taller than him? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I haven't seen him side by side. He's so who's really taller? My taller? You taller? Well, it's it's a scientific fact that Guatemalans aren't taller than five five max. <laughs> Jeebus. So he's Guatemalan. Donald Gleason's English, I presume, Irish. Irish. And she's Danish, or that was the movie Danish Girl. What is she really? Uh, I think I think she's Swedish. like half British, half something else. Android. Born in Sweden. Um, I did. Yeah. Now, now that you bring that up, Jeff, I did like that her accent came through uh, at points. Um, just made her all that, like, kind of more exotic. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I don't notice things like that. But oh wait, there's like 20 people listed in the credits, and that's horseshit. There's five people in this movie. <laughs> well, I think all those other people are in the very beginning. Oh, here, yeah. Office worker, office worker. Yeah. Office, yeah. Well, Secretary, okay. The people that like come up to him and, and like are around him, and then the helicopter pilot, and that's it. <laughs> oh, and the, oh, and the other actors playing the, uh, the, the robots. Mm-hmm. One looked like Yoko Ono. Okay. Oh yeah, I don't know. I think it's because she had her hair covering her boobs, like the picture that she took with John. All right, Scott, Alex, Scott, Alex. I don't know, Scott. What are we doing here? Number one. Number one. Number one. I already did. Oh, okay. So no, my number one. All right, (laughs) Uh, is Ava's motives. Uh, So, um... (laughs) her motives were hot. Did you say? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear that. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds better than what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, so, um, again, we're we're kind of trained to look for the twist in these movies, um, but they they bring it up kind of early on about you know the whole AI thing. Uh, but yeah, I was wondering like the whole time like is she just playing him or does she really care? Um, and that I think that more than almost anything else creates tension. Uh, or that carries tension all the way through the movie. I mean, other things pop up. I think that's like the one thing. Um, you know, is she just fucking with him? Um, and at one point, uh, Oscar Isaac basically confirms it, um, saying, dude, you're getting your head fucked with. Um, I mean, she's clearly being manipulative, um, even if she was attracted to him. So mm-hmm. that, that kind of makes Caleb 
you know, kind of an idiot. Uh, like she's basically stripping for him, uh, which I I thought that was actually a cool scene where she uh, takes off the the dress she's wearing just to strip down to her her robot parts, her robot parts. Uh, yeah. I that was dumb that he puts his hand up on the screen. By the way, uh, like nobody ever does that for the record. <laughs> nobody ever no. I don't care how creepy the person is; they don't fucking touch the screen. That is, doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, you don't want fingerprints on your screen, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, but yeah, just just I I enjoyed wondering through the whole movie, um, but never really being given a clear uh, answer about it until the end. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. I mean part of it was kind of the Chekhov's gun thing, um, or the reverse of that anyway. The fact that she kept harping on how uh, Nathan was a liar and was not to be trusted um, as, as a, a narrative device. It was going to be obvious that, that that wouldn't be true. Um, but I was still sucker and was still wondering right to the, to the very end. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yep. And Same. It was cool to see how that finally shot out. All right. Alex, number one, my number one kind of ties into uh, that towards the end when she leaves uh, Caleb in the room she just says oh stay here and like a dumbass he does <laughs> and then she just walks out just gives him a glance and then just walks out no expression no anything and it, the, the most memorable thing about this movie for me is just imagining the the ramifications of her leaving cause she says she gets charged by induction pads in the place, how is she going to get charged outside in the real world? Is she just going to go out to the intersection and then go back? Or is she just going to stay out there until she runs out of batteries? She's going to harvest humans for their power. Yeah, I guess. Control the Matrix. I don't know. But other than that, she's going to get discovered eventually. Then scientists are going to find out, holy shit, she's an android. Companies are going to dissect her, make their own AI out of all these blueprints. It might not be as good, but they're going to definitely mass produce it and stuff maybe somebody once she's found they'll go back to the compound to see you know rotting corpses and more robots in there so that's just more blueprints to add to everything and really just accelerating the extinction of mankind yeah and that scientist is miles dyson (laughs) yeah and i don't know how much longer (gasps) 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 (laughs) no that's awesome you're right it's cool it's cool but yeah just that's the the thing that I'm wondering most about at the end of the movie. So it's pretty cool. Oh, Elon Musk has been warning us for years now. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's why he sent that his space. AI robot in space. Yeah. That's why. With his car. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, one thing before we get to our ratings. I'm actually looking at this uh, writer-director, Alex Garland, and it's pretty crazy. He hasn't done much, but almost everything he's done I've liked. So he wrote the novel The Beach – which I haven't read. And the movie I didn't hate like most people did. Um, he wrote 28 Days Later. Hmm. I haven't heard of the Tesseract other than from the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> Sunshine. Isn't this a movie you want to do, Scott? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He also wrote, uh, or adapted anyway, uh, Never Let Me Go, yeah. uh, which was fantastic. <laughs> Never Let Me you and then this crazy he did a video game this is the one that Alex you taught me about and I loved it Enslaved Odyssey to the West 
He wrote mm. that. He did Dread. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. Dread, which you've already done. He also oh, that's why Hux is in this. Oh, there you go. Yeah. His muse. His Greg uh, Grunberg. Video game, Devil May Cry. I've never played oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I didn't know that. That's <laughs> awesome. And then Ex Machina, Annihilation, which I talked about. And then it has announced Halo. But I think Halo has been announced for like 10 years now. So I don't know if that's yeah. ever yeah, Well, under various different directors. So <laughs> who knows? Yeah. yeah. So pretty cool. So now that Scott, we should now do Sunshine for me. And now that I know it's done by this guy, maybe I'm more interested. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Annihilation that too. add Never Let Me Go on my list, by the way. All right, well, let's do them Never all. let me go, never let me go. Anyways. All right. Uh, although he's only directed two. And that'd be yeah. Ex Machina and Annihilation. And his picture looks like he's a human trafficker. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's not the best picture. <laughs> Jeebus. All right, so uh, this is where we rate it. I forget, right? Yes. All right. So our rating system is between one and seven. Seven being a perfect film. One being poop. Um, so I have a hard time with this. Like I said, this is probably my fourth or fifth time. And going into this, I was going to say easy six. I had a harder time watching it this time around. And uh, I think it's just because once you know what's going to happen and the tone and everything, it's a little bit slow. Uh, I'm going to drop it down to a five. So that's, that's weird. I think that's the first time it's happened to me where I was so sure going in and then I'm changing my mind. So five for me. Hmm. Uh, Scott, uh, tough for me too, but on a slightly lower scale. Um, there's some some great special effects going on here, um, and some some really good tension. Um, that said, uh, yeah, really no reason to watch this again. Um, and and also there there are a few things that again kind of rub me the wrong way. The, the characters being unlikable. Um, they, they dig into the philosophy a little bit about AI, but most of it never really goes anywhere. It was just, just felt times to, eh, felt like a way to, to transition scenes, basically fill time mm. at points. Uh, so I give this a four. Okay. Fair enough. We don't have mm. many fours on this. So interesting. Yeah. We should, we should we watch like more, we should watch more movies that suck. <laughs> no, because oh, because usually we have movies that we su- that suck or we like. Four is like uh, right yeah. in the middle, Man, right? You're so right. it's like, uh... mm-hmm. all right, Alex. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna give this one a five as well, okay. because I really dug. I mean, most of the soundtrack you can't even call music. It's a lot of really well placed tones <laughs> and everything. The special effects were amazing, but the thing that I like the most about it is just. Well, it's it's a think piece, and it just makes me think. But uh, yeah, I don't need to see this movie again. It's cool, <laughs> and maybe you know, research for special effects and stuff on how to do it right. Yeah, I usually hate motion capture. Well, mostly in video games, I hate motion capture because it always looks stupid. But in this, this is what motion capture was made for. It's awesome. Mocap, Jar Jar Binks, and Jar Jar Binks, obviously. This guy's going to be the shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move over to our crossover list. So yeah, yeah. for crossover list, we're doing our top five AI, artificial intelligence in movies, TV shows, video games, anything like that. 
So I thought I came up with this list. I thought this would be easy, and I had a hell of a hard time because I don't know what's a robot and what's an AI. I, and... Yeah, you know what, Jeff? I thought about that, and then at one point I just said, "Fuck it." <laughs> yeah, I kind of did too. So, so feel free to call bullshit on me, and uh, we'll do the same for you. All right. Yeah, me too. And my number five, I have two, and I can't believe I'm going to put this on my list, but I like this movie, and I know I get a lot of crap for it, and people don't like it. But I'm going to put Chappie and Chappie. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I still haven't seen it yet. Damn it. Um, um, Okay. Chappie. I I saw it. I thought the movie was okay. Okay. I didn't think it was great. Yeah, I don't think Uh, it's great. Definitely a step down from uh, District... uh, Nine. Well, Elysium wasn't that great either, right? Yeah, yeah I haven't Ele- seen it. Yeah, but Elysium it was kind of rough too. Worse. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, it definitely a step down from District uh, Nine, but a step up from Elysium. But I just like the robot there, and I said I had a hard time with some of these, and uh, so Chappie. Like, I thought about. Well, I don't want to say it because it might be on your list. So Chappie is my number five. Uh, Scott. Okay, uh, most of my list is pretty obvious, uh, but this one. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this one off the top of your head, uh, and that would be Whopper from War Games. Okay. The uh, I thought about yeah, it, man. but I don't really remember that movie so well. So what I do you like. <laughs> I can't do it right now because my voice is hoarse. But the, <laughs> the would, you would you like, like to play, play a game? Again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it, Jeff. Yeah, spot on. You want to uh, play a game? <laughs> <laughs> Turn into like. So gonna up like Tim Curry. Game. <clears throat> I'll give one more shot here. <clears throat> hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, <laughs> the Vulcan. Yeah, I can't do it. Anyways, yeah. uh, so Whopper. Um, uh, <laughs> it's also named after the fucking Whopper, which is one of the most blatant <laughs> yeah. product placements ever in anything. Like the candy or the hamburger? The hamburger. Although I suppose, Jeff, I suppose you're right. It could be the, the fucking Malt ball. milk, milk, the malted milk dance. Uh, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so this is the the AI that uh, potentially nuke the world, um, but eventually learns that that the only way to win is to not play war. That is, mm-hmm. it, I hear it never changes. It doesn't. God, I can't believe I'm asking this. It's been so long since I've seen this. Is this the one where they ask him to play tic-tac-toe at the end? Uh, chess, it? but yes. Mm-hmm. No, wait, what? Okay, there's another one with tic-tac-toe. No, I think, well, maybe, yeah. yeah that's I, the one. Yeah, no, I think tic-tac-toe. Yeah, I think you're right. There's tic-tac-toe. Because that's one of the early the early things that they have uh, the AI do. It's learn how to play tic-tac-toe, and then it gets more and more advanced. But I thought it was to show them that there's a no, there's a no-win game, and so it was to teach the AI that not everything could be one or something like that. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. It could be a different movie. I, I, I'm making this shit up. It's been so long. <laughs> also, the uh, the computer takes up like a giant room, and it's full of those like uh, the spinning reels. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number five. Uh, I tried to do my list all on AI that's housed within robots and not just in computers. Kind of computers. more like in line with the movie. But this one, I don't know if she counts as an AI, so I got a backup for my number five. But uh, Vicky from Small Wonder. <laughs> that would, that, that's an AI. 
Yeah. <laughs> Microchips she, she just, here and there. She, she doesn't know how to talk. Okay, Jamie. Yeah, Vicky. Yeah, I thought about right, it, then. but then I thought how terrible that show was. <laughs> <laughs> was, hey. there, was, there ever, was there ever an episode <laughs> when, like, Child Protective Services showed up? They this try and kid, take away Vicky? This kid that, like, always wore the same outfit. <laughs> well, then he went to join the uh, Smash, Smashing Pumpkins. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, Jamie, the guy, the little boy, he he was Billy. Corgan. Oh, Jamie, yeah, Billy Corgan. Yeah, okay, Billy Corgan. Okay, I thought you were still talking about Vicky. I was like, what? <laughs> Vicky, Billy Corgan. And then there was the the Wesley. annoying. Oh, sorry. So, what was the, the Harriet? Harriet. We should we should try to do an episode of that for the podcast. No, <laughs> but we should wonder. maybe do a bu- like a c- combine a bunch of shitty TGIF shows or well, I don't even know if that was TGIF, uh, but that might it wasn't. But yes, I I'm down with this idea. <laughs> was it even a primetime show or was it like a Saturday morning show? I, I only saw it in the, <sighs> during the day, like yeah, after the cartoon. Yeah, I don't remember it being a primetime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some things are not meant to be known. <laughs> All right, Alex. Wait, that was yours? All right, so yeah. mine. Number four is Jarvis from Iron Man Avengers. Mm. Yeah, almost made my noise. Noise. Uh, yeah, he's got a cool voice. He's smart. I don't know, he's AI. They, she has a visual representation in Ultron. He's not quite as big as Ultron, but he's outsmarts Ultron. Keeps the nuke. He hides the nuke keys from Ultron. That's how I remember. I just saw this movie recently. That's how I remember that. Also, and... Jar- Jarvis married Jennifer Connelly, so that's pretty smart of him. That, that yeah. Is... Well, the mind gym. Oh, yeah. 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 He went through a <laughs> labyrinth to get there. Whoa. That doesn't make any sense. Um. Yeah, Jarvis is. He's kind of the. I guess I haven't been paying attention. So, since he's become Vision, who's talking to Tony Stark <laughs> in the helmet? Uh, is it Friday? So Monday. he has another program, and yeah. he has him named by like the week or something. Okay, but it's another one, and it's a lady this time. Yeah, so it's actually like a a minor plot point in the third Iron Man movie, where he's like trying to figure out like what to do with it. What is the third Iron Man come after Ultron? No. Oh, but was it after? Came out before? No, it came out way before. Maybe, so was he maybe, already? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking of Civil War then. Yeah. Okay. Because Civil War did come after. Okay. Anyway, Jarvis is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how he's become like this. Uh, well, now that he's... Vi- I, I like Vision, but I think I liked him more just as the computer like, talked to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Making making smarmy... Yeah. Oh, fuck! Oh, sorry. That is I don't remember him saying that in the movie. <laughs> no, no, he did not yeah, say... What'd you drop? No, I just remembered of what I should add to my list. I'm changing my list right now. So. Okay. Real quick, because you're next. Number four, Scott. Uh, that was dramatic. Oh fuck, <laughs> Jarvis. Oh wait, Scott. Number four. All right. So my number four was something else, but now it's Kit from Knight Rider. <laughs> oh okay. As soon as, soon as nice. I said uh, making smarmy comments, I was like, oh yeah, Kit. I, Michael. I thought it was earlier when I said Wesley. <laughs> That, maybe that helped trigger. Maybe it just all like <laughs> fell into place there, like the end of Usual Suspects. Um, 
And Mr. Feeney. That's who I'm thinking of. But yes, Kit. There we go. Nice. That's good. I never thought of him as AI. Is he AI? Yeah. Yeah. He has to be. Yeah, he, he can could... drive himself. Well, the Uber cars drive themselves. I don't know if they're AI. They run over people. Well, he's constant. He's the, he's like constantly like assessing Michael's situation and then giving him shit about it. Mm-hmm. There has to be that AI. Only an AI could do that. I don't know. I've been to Universal Studios, and I'm pretty sure there was a dude in the booth across the street just looking at me talking to the microphone. No way. That was Kit. Maybe that was the true secret behind that writer. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere was always just around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It wasn't Mr. Belvedere. Who is it? Yes, Mr. Feeney. I know. Mr. Feeney. World. God damn it. Uh, something Daniels? William Daniels? Not to be confused with Anthony Daniels. Anthony Daniels. <laughs> oh, ought to. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is Johnny Five. Johnny Five Alive. Yeah, yeah I thought about that one. That was the one I was thinking about when I chose Chappie instead, but that's a good one. I like Johnny Five. Besides, like, uh, R2, not 3PO, but besides R2, he's my favorite robot. Really? Yeah, oh, Johnny this Five, all right, Alex, put put um, whatever that movie's called on your list. We have to. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. That would be interesting. Short circuit. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I look forward to talking about Fisher Stevens. White boy Indian. Yes. <laughs> would you like to be a pepper too? <laughs> I I can't wait to make Steve Gutenberg a star. Yeah. <laughs> and Ali Sheedy. We do. All right. Uh, my number three, uh, I, I had to put, I don't know if it's just the one robot or the collective, but I put the T-800 on here. I, I don't know. You could put all of Cyberdyne. I don't even remember the whole lore. Of Sky- no, because he's got a neural net learning computer. I uh, I might have T-800 on my that list, counts. Jeff. So yeah, this that counts. counts. Okay. But just so himself or the entire <laughs> collective of Skynet? Like, that's the thing. I don't... Like, in the story, remember uh, Sarah or somebody's telling the story about how Skynet launches the nukes to start the whole war. So, like, that is really the first AI, right? And yeah. They... Mm-hmm. What's a... I think, though, it's just a faceless yeah, uh, kind of idea more than anything else. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why it's not on my list. All right. Well, T-800, Arnie Baby, he has a... He has his right his switch set to read only, but then Sarah Connor's twin sister helps her cut it out of his head, mm-hmm. turn it to um, right mode, and everything's good. Special edition cutscene. Check it out, man. Do you remember what I? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Or no, okay. Remember when I said that at our old job, and you guys, especially Eric, gave me so much crap that that wasn't true, and then it was true. You guys suck. Wait, what was this yeah. again? So the scene where she's, like, sewing his head open. It was a deleted scene. Well, there's a scene in the actual movie where she's sewing his head, but then there's a longer scene in the delete, in the thing. where you, And it's a reflection. Like, you see Arnold's face, but then you can also see the backside of his head wide open. I don't know if you remember, because a reflection in the mirror. Yeah. It's not a mirror shot. It's a dummy on one side. Uh, Sarah Connor, I forgot the actress's name. Linda Hamilton on one side, and her twin sister is on the other side. Like, that's how they did the special effects shot. Mm-hmm. And 
Eric gave me so much. Yeah, she's got it. Sarah Connor is a twin sister. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> Four inches of snow. I remember, like, years later, like, I get a text message. So I'm watching the special edition, or the behind the scenes, and holy shit. <laughs> she's sorry. a twin sister, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I might have backed you up on that one, Jeff. It sounds like some obscure shit I would have known. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it. I remember being alone on this one, but you might have been. Maybe I just felt it. Anyway, what's your number three? Uh, so my number three is from a different James Cameron property. Uh, and that would be Aliens and Bishop. Bish. Uh, Lance Henriksen as the uh, AI um, who pops up and uh, Ripley understandably is not happy about it after what happened with the previous AI. <laughs> yeah, you didn't pick Bilbo? Picked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought about it. Uh, yeah, Bishop. Um, he also gets ripped in half and spills milk everywhere. And... He was beside himself. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Bishop should go. <laughs> yeah, man. I just... His shoulder shuffles all the way to the antenna. Oh, yeah. God. That's the most claustrophobic <laughs> scene of all time. Yeah, him crawling through the pipe. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the, the knife scene is cool with, with Paxson. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I thought about him, but I did the Terminator. All right. Alex. My number three is Data from Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, damn. Good one. He's thought cool. about it. Didn't do it. I like Data. All right. Not from not to be used from Data from Goonies. What about Lore? Lore? His evil twin brother. God. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I forgot about that. So, uh... That was like the text adventure game? That was fantasy. That wasn't sci-fi. What? Lore? I don't remember that game. But no, on the series, Data did have an evil twin brother. His name was Lore. Yeah. Uh, um, side story. Every once in a while when I'm pulling off uh, my off-ramp on my way to work, uh, I'll see this car in front of me with the license plate that says Data Lore. Huh. <laughs> An obvious reference to those characters. Uh-huh. Just tossing it so, out there. Alright. So I thought about Data, but I don't. I didn't watch enough uh, Next Generation that felt belong on my list. Uh, but I did think about um, are the Borg considered AI? I don't know if about... Oh, Swift, damn about it, that. I thought, you know, I, I, I didn't come, to come up with an answer for that one because I did think about them. I've only really known from the one movie they're in, the, uh, or maybe it's two movies, but the first contact. And they seemed cool, but I wasn't sure if they were AI or if they were a race. I wasn't sure. So, Yeah. It's kind of vague. They have like a hive mind. Right. So they're kind of like a computer, but... Yeah, but like you said, they're like all cyborgs. Yeah. Let us know out there, guys. Yeah, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, bigger yeah. trekkers out there, let us know. Are the Borg AI or are they more than that? Ooh, Jeff using the the proper nomenclature. Yeah. Okay. Trekker. Trekker. Hey, Trekker. Hey. All right. So my number two is probably <laughs> uh, not probably at the first, but one of the first. I got Hal from two thousand one. Yeah. Almost, almost on my list. 
Uh, while I'm not a fan of this movie because I just don't get it, especially the last third, I do enjoy. <laughs> no, it's so simple, Jeff. Especially the last hour of the movie. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I do enjoy this. I do like the stuff with Hal. Um, so I figure if I like that part, he's bound to be on here. And it's just an eye. It's just it doesn't fit into Alex's category of a robot. But yeah, because that's the first one I thought for AI. Like, yeah. yeah, let's let's make it all. But just the way he robot. films it, it, it's so simple, but it's not. Just that he just zooms in on it, just that fucking eye looking at you, and just his voice. And I can't let you do that, Dave. Yeah, yeah. He's pulling out his RAM chips one by one. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Then he pulls them all out, and then shit gets fucking weird, and I have no idea what's going on. I wish they go back to the monkeys hitting bones. <laughs> That's planet Earth. <laughs> go watch that. And then. And then Hal became IBM. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So that's my number two, Scott. Uh, my number two, and I would be, be surprised if this is on one of you guys' lists, uh, but uh, Agent Smith from The Matrix. Uh, yeah. Uh, easily the the best part of <laughs> of the trilogy as a whole, I would say. <laughs> Um, if you remove like some of the the action sequences, uh, is yeah, is uh, Hugo Weaving uh, with his kind of manic, uh, menacing, hateful Agent Smith. Plus his forehead vein. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with the Mister Anderson. Yeah, and this weird cadence, and <laughs> he's so good. It's the uh, smell. Um, but then there's like a bajillion of them and he fights. And that's dumb. But anyways. I, I, that never happened. Yeah, that, that did not happen. Uh, but the last scene from the movie is he takes a phone call and he flies into space. Yeah, bulls on parade. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like how he's supposed to be this logical computer program, but then he slowly like loses his shit. Mm-hmm. Uh it becomes personal. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, his program changes, as it were. You know why? It's the smell. It's the yeah. smell. Uh, so, yeah, it's Agent so Smith has been number two. All right. Scott. Oh, Alex. Goddamn it. My number two is my favorite Mexican robot. Oh, let me Bender... guess. Uh, I already said it. Oh, I didn't hear you. Take a guess. I have no... I was going to make a joke. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> I know Bender Bending Rodriguez. Oh, I never would have got that. <laughs> Rodriguez. I like <laughs> I like how the the Mexican thing at first it was just a joke, but then it like comes back again and again and again. Like a, yeah. like him coming out the assembly line in Mexico. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah, damn it! This Futurama is so good because you think, oh, this is just a throwaway gag. Nope. Then you got to wonder if it was all part of. Yeah, some master plan, like he was always from Mexico, or if they said, damn, that's too good of a joke to just be a throwaway. He's Mexican forever now, and let's do an episode of, you know, him getting built in Mexico. We'll never know. Awesome. Yeah. I do, I do like that, that Futurama seemed to have more continuity than The Simpsons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. All right. My number one um, is the same as Scott's, but different. I just said the AI of the Matrix because I didn't consider Agent Smith an AI. He was a program, 
by this conscious, whatever the hell the Matrix was. You're not referring to Colonel Sanders, right? No, no. <laughs> I say, I say. What's wrong with his medulla oblongata? <laughs> <laughs> whatever the Matrix is, is the AI, right? Like the, the whole description of when Morpheus is telling right. you about it, whatever that is, and I I don't remember which movie it is, so maybe it's if it comes in the second or third movie, maybe it doesn't count. But that that there are these separate programs that are out there, and he's a rogue program, and the the French dude, the Medivin, what was he a Mediterranean? Uh, Merovingian. <laughs> yeah, he was a Mediterranean. <laughs> Merovingian. There you go. And the ghost, they're all like programs. I think that's kind of what Agent Smith was too. It's a program that was created by the AI, not necessarily the AI himself. Um, so I'm not sure about that. But uh, the Matrix, the whole AI thing, and how they harvested humans and all that stuff. I love that first movie. So good. Mm-hmm. I watched it not too long ago, and it's still, I think it still holds up. The acting by Keanu is still terrible, but wasn't as well. It's still, it's still good. And I'm watching. Well, this come up soon, but I am watching. I keep wanting to call it Janet Jones. What is it? Uh, <laughs> Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. James Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah, Jessica Earl Jones. Jessica Earl Jones. <laughs> and, you know, Trinity's in that. Carrie Ann Moss is in it. I keep thinking, I gotta go back and watch more Matrix. Anyway, mm-hmm. The Matrix, number one AI. Scott. Uh, my number one is the T-800. All right. Uh, and, that, and that one's easy because you get him as a <laughs> a killbot. <laughs> an unstoppable killbot in the first movie <laughs> and then he becomes a boy's best friend mm-hmm. the second one uh, so runs the gamut there what and is he in the third one? Uh, the third one he's overpaid what is he in the he's not in the fourth one what's right? yeah well, he, he oh wait is. no yeah fifth one is Genesis he's kind of in the fourth one kind of alright Alex, number one. Uh, this one was another one that kind of uh, I was on the fence on, so I'll, I'll take. I'll, I have a backup for this one too for my number one. Uh, Roy Batty from Blade Runner. Yeah, I, that was like the very first thing that popped in my head, but I'm I, I couldn't reconcile whether they were just like weird clones or actual AI. But they were clearly. I mean, they had genetic bodies, but their brains must have been, you know, program encoded, right? By what's his face? Well, that's so that it was like all, yeah, like you said, it was all genes. So I, I don't know though. I mean, there could have been some of that. I, I don't know. And they have their own mm-hmm. version of the Turing test too, which I thought about. The, yeah. The Voigt Kampf. Mm-hmm. Um, the machine. Yeah. But uh, I think it's AI. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's artificial. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm I can't really. <laughs> Say for sure that it's not. So, yeah. All right, there he is. But yeah, Roy Batty would definitely. Roy Howard at his best. Yeah, Roy Batty definitely would have been on my list if I decided that it was uh, that he was AI. I thought about it. I decided it was AI, and then I remembered I don't like that movie. So, I <laughs> uh, so I'd say I don't like it. I like it. I just don't like it. Like tears yeah. in the rain. <laughs> All right, uh, I do have one honorable mention. I want to see out here. This almost beat Chappie, but it's. I've only seen one season so far, and that'd be Westworld. I think there's, uh, but I don't remember if they're wet, they're AI or not. That's the other thing. I'm still confused on that. I'm I've kind yet. of waking up, right? I, I need I to check that out. I haven't seen any of it yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just there. I don't remember. So, um, that's my honorable mention. 
Any others from you guys, or is it time for Alex Knows Sports? Do we have anything? Yeah, it's time for do we feedback. Have, yeah, do we have anything from our our loyal listeners? Yeah, William Grinwood. Right. Grinwood hit us with uh, oh yeah his list, and he gives Ex Machina a six. Wow! All right. Yeah. All right. Good job, William. Let's see. His top five AI is number five is Hal yep. from 2001: Space Odyssey. Number four is Commander Data. Okay. Okay. Number three, R two D two. Yeah, I thought about R two. Yeah, I would. Yeah, Star Wars is always on our list, so I try to, if if at all possible, I try to exclude Star Wars unless it's like really good. I excluded it just because there's no real science stuff in Star Wars. It's more fantasy. What about all the lights and the buttons? <laughs> That's a bunch of science stuff. What about the sweeps, the bleeps, and the creeps? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Erno. Oh damn it, Dot. She should have been on uh, that list. Top Matrix. <laughs> Uh, number two, Jarvis Division. Mm-hmm. And there's number one. All right, William, you're my man. Bender from Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. And we also got um, feedback from Garth. Oh, cool. I think. I only have his list up because I can't do <laughs> both. But anyways, I think it's Garth. Uh, his number five is, oh, Edie from Mass Effect. Damn, good call. That's pretty good. Damn. Oh, I should have cut it. Yeah, that's yeah, it was good. Hmm. So number four is the spaceship list. from Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Didn't that just come up last week in one of our... Or yeah, I weeks asked ago? about it for something. No, like, I think I had it in one of my lists, one of my top you fives. had it? Had it, yeah. Uh-huh. No, it was co-pilots for Pacific Rim. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do not leak. You leak. Okay, just confirmed. That is Garth. Okay. Thank you, Garth. Uh, number three. Thank you. Man. Oh, this is a series that I haven't seen. Crichton from Red Dwarf. Scott? I've... Wait, Red Dwarf? It's British. Yes. Just like Garth. No, no, no. I know, yeah. I know Red Dwarf. I thought Crichton was from uh, Farscape, though. But yeah, but never mind. Ooh, but, but, Crichton, challenge. but Crichton's a real person, so... Well, on the show, he's a real person. <laughs> he so. wrote Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, no, I've, I've, no, I've, I've not seen Red Dwarf. As he has a description, he was a good, he was so good as a sarcastic android, especially opposite Rimmer. As a comedy duo, they were perfect. Crichton's inability to lie and say "smeghead" just added <laughs> to the laughs. Well, now I got to see this. Yeah, I've heard Red Smeg Dwarf come up a couple times in other shows. It sounds like yeah, it's it's just one, it's yeah. one of those things I never got around to. His number two is uh, Kit from Knight Rider. Yeah. It looked cool and could talk. You are right about that. <laughs> and his number one was Data slash Lore from Star Trek. Maybe he's the one that owns that Data Lore car. It's very possible. Garth, do you own a car that has a license plate Data Lore? Tell us in your comments below. But if he has that as number one, he'll definitely know the answer if the Borgs are AI or not. So oh, yeah. Tell us. Let us know, Garth. Please. He's probably on everyone's list. Nope, just mine. You demand, Garth. But one of the greatest Android characters of all time. Agreed. And when lore was introduced, it, show, it slowed us to see a different side of data that was brilliant. You are correct, sir. Thank you very much for your list, guys. Yes, thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks for the feedback, dude. And now Keep it's time coming. for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? 
So if you guys were ever wondering which country was the best one in the world, oh, Mexico yeah? or Iceland, <laughs> it is Mexico. Woo! Because they, they just beat, uh, their soccer team just beat Iceland. Viva Chicolor! Woo! Viva la Chicolor. World Cup coming up. Expect a lot of news. <laughs> not, from <America. laughs> not, not, not from America. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I'll God. Up, maybe we should have a list of the top five dives we saw during the World Cup. Shit. <laughs> I, I don't know how... Uh, I usually, I'm usually kind of into the World Cup. Uh, but there's no U.S. There's no... <laughs> I mean, not that I... I'm a fan of what was it, Italy? Yeah. Uh, but Germany, to, Deutschland. Yeah, the Deutsch. Mm-hmm. With their, Ireland. With their with their ridiculously hot girlfriends and wives. Yeah, I'd watch Iceland. Iceland's, Iceland's a, a nice story from the last World Cup. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they were the bad guys Ooh. in Mighty Ducks too. They were. So that means I like them. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> of all the countries, too, by the way. Yeah. There's ice in their name, that's why. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's why they're so good at hockey. But it's so green, but it's in Greenland, it's all ice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I did. <laughs> oh, I thought about my it. My mind's blown. <laughs> my mind was, by the way, my mind was blown when I was watching X Machina on the airplane. I had never flown across the Atlantic before. You fly over Greenland for crying out loud. That yeah. is a weird flight. No, well, Jeff. Don't tell me you buy into this whole round globe experience. <laughs> I know, but it's weird when it's actually happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flying over the Dakotas. Now we're over Canada. Now we're over Greenland. Yeah, what the hell is weird. going on? It's weird. <laughs> it's not like Indiana Jones. You're just flying in a fucking straight line. Yeah. 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 What the hell? All right. Well, it's time for Neem News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, so uh, Jeff mentioned a little bit ago uh, that there's a new season of Jessica Jones. Well, he mentioned Jessica Jones, uh, but the new mm-hmm. season's out, and I... Actually, I mentioned Janet Jones. Oh, Janet Jones. <laughs> Janet okay, well, Jones. All right, well, then we'll switch this up. Let's talk about instead about uh, uh, Pro Stars, the cartoon that starred Wayne Gretzky. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I watched every episode. Jesus. I probably saw it, too. Um... <laughs> So Jessica Jones uh, is out on Netflix with the second season. Uh, I just finished it up. Um, and just briefly, I, I recommend it. Uh, Jeff had mentioned Trinity, uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Um, and she's really good here uh, in, in her part as... Uh, I forget her first name, but Hogarth. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the ruthless lawyer. Um, I think her first name, Iron, middle name, Giant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting in this one, um, her her story, um, I mean, there is some overlap with, with the the main plot, with what's going on with Jessica. But for the most part, she's just kind of doing her own thing. Um, and something that I that I enjoy about the uh, the Marvel Netflix shows is that they set up all these side characters and a lot of the times what's going on with them is uh, as interesting, if not more so than what's going on with the main character. Um, and then in this case, what's going on with uh, the Hogarth character is interesting. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, Carrie Mass, Carrie Ann Moss, <laughs> Carrie Mass, Carrie Mass, Carrie Ann Carrie! Moss uh, is, is definitely, uh, <laughs> it feels like she's enjoying the role, like playing this kind of, <laughs> A soulless, uh, 
mercenary lawyer. Um, but soulless mercenary lawyer. lawyer. But yeah, um, just on the lawyer. whole, uh, Kristen Ritter is, is good again. Um, the the surrounding cast is good. Um, overall, I, I did enjoy the season. Um, it, it it's nothing. I think in top Kilgrave from season one. Uh, he's one of the best did, yeah David Tennant MCU villains yeah period. Um, but I think they do an adequate job here um, and carry on and there's some interesting things about this season where uh, every episode was directed by a woman uh, I thought that was kind of cool nice um, yeah. and the, there's definitely an undercurrent in the show of like uh, women um, being empowered uh, they're I'm trying to think back to the first season. Um, you know, there, there's never really any... There's not too many, like, damsel in distress moments. Or if there are, it's like Jessica rescuing... Uh, what's her face? Um, Trish. Yes. Trish, thank you. Yeah. Um, the dish? Not the dish. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, yeah. Um, anyway, Jessica Jones. Uh, I recommend it. Uh, I... I like the first season more, um, but this is serviceable. Uh, it's definitely better than Iron Fist. Uh, the Defenders, which is not saying much. I liked it more. Than, I liked it more than Defenders. Yeah, is it better than Iron Butt? Not better than Iron Butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Iron Butt. Dick Jones would disagree. Yeah, he would. Well, Dick Jones dislikes smoke, so there you go. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's that's basically all I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, Jessica Jones, if you're into it, like into the first uh, season or into the MCU stuff, watch it. All right, uh, Alex, did you have anything you wanted to talk about? Uh, oh, I finished Horizon. Oh, Zero Dawn cool. from PS4. Um, the entire plot, everybody's hailing it like it's a great storytelling game and everything. It isn't. It's got like a basic plot, basic bad guy. Uh, I guess a minor spoiler, but the end boss is forgettable. <laughs> but that's the spoiler. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's just one of the enemies that you've seen a thousand times, and he's just upped uh, HP and stuff like that. So, eh, it was bland. But overall, it's an experience. It was a really cool game, going very awesome environments and stuff, and. Hunting robot dinosaurs, I like only got tired of it towards the end when I wanted to finish the story, but that was just insanely fun. So, if you haven't played it, uh, it's worth it's worth a purchase, especially now since it's you know not full price anymore. Most places, right? Mm. All right, get it on sale, but it's good. Okay, anything else, Alex? Nope, that's it. All right, uh, Jeff, anything you wanted to go over? Yeah. Yeah, I have a few things to go over pretty quick. Um, I also am watching Jessica Jones. I'm on like on episode six, though. So, so far, I like it. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last podcast. I started watching Legion. Um, okay. It's an, it's an FX show. I thought you did. Okay. Or maybe it wasn't in the podcast. Maybe it was no, I don't think person. it was in the podcast. Anyways, okay. But I kind of blew through it. It was pretty good. Um, I heard great things about it. I wouldn't say it was great, but I really enjoyed it. It definitely felt like an X-Men show i liked it more than um some of the x-men movies um so mm. I, w- I would recommend it but i wouldn't 
don't keep your expectations as high as like they for me it was like super high expectations like, yeah, there you go <laughs> like i i signed up for hulu for the first time ever just so i could watch this so mm. i don't know if it was worth that <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it was pretty good yeah i'm I'm, um, I'm a few episodes into it it's very psychedelic it is <laughs> and it stays that way too. pretty much yeah throughout the whole thing cool um I saw a movie, which, oh my god, I hate myself for this. I did not know it was a kid's movie. I went and saw Wrinkle in Time. Holy crap, that was terrible. <laughs> it did not look uh, good in the trailers. Uh, I did not know it was a kid's movie. I don't know what really? I thought it was, but I got there, and all of a sudden these little 10-year-olds running around with a giant Oprah Winfrey on the screen and uh, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Ew, oh, I almost walked out. Um, Weren't feeling hey, it? If you're a kid or have kids, maybe they'll enjoy it. I just it wasn't for me. So mm. so I've been reading the book uh, when I was a kid and really enjoying it, uh, and then seeing some made-for-TV movie for it and it wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> but like, did did you know anything about it going in, Jeff? No, I knew nothing about uh, okay. it. Okay, I know my my mom was reading the book recently. She's like, "Oh, they're making a movie. I want to read the book." And I was like, oh, "Okay," I, I didn't know it was a kid's book. I should have known when she said she finished it in like a day. <laughs> yeah, it's not a long book. Yeah. Um, well, it took me forever in grade school, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the trailer just did not look good for it. But anyway, so I, I like I said, I don't know. I have no expect nothing. No, I just was like, oh, the kids. This is really bad. Like it reminded me of watching kids shit when I was a kid. Like honestly, it reminded me of watching those old live action Disney movies when I was a kid. And I usually didn't like those. <laughs> and that's exactly what this is now. So, Oh. Um, Pete, you didn't like Pete's Dragon? Yeah, I not really. I mean, I watched it, but I'd rather watch just a full animated movie back then. Like, give me mm. Pinocchio or something. Um, the other thing, I, was, I went to Vegas with a special guest, Matt. And we went to Torpedo Comic Book Store. I want to talk about this real quick. Have you guys heard of this one? No. Nope. So it's a pretty, I guess it's kind of popular, but it's owned by the drummer from, um, just move it down. Yeah. So he owns it and, uh, he happened to be there too. And he was kind of giving us a tour and showing us everything. He has a drum kit that's in the middle. Like it's signed by Jim Lee and everything. And like drawn on like art on it. There's a giant at, at in the middle of the store that like it's head moves and everything. Damn. It was really cool. And then he has the vault, the Gotham vault or the Gotham bank. And he has... $175,000 Amazing Fantasy 15 Spider-Man signed by oh, Stan Lee geez. you know and he has them all in those I don't know the name of it because I'm not a comic book guy but like that where it's been uh, approved and sealed and they have this, the rating on it oh yeah 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 it's like a 9.6 and it was just there was awesome it's so much stuff in there so if you happen to be in Las Vegas I recommend it it was awesome and they were really nice in there um, I've only been in a comic couple comic stores in my life so that was cool and uh i think that's it oh i said well i was there i had to buy something so i bought volume one of walking dead and i was just reading it and it's uh pretty much identical to the show so far but i'm only like halfway through it but Mm -hmm. uh yeah that's that's my news all right oh real real quick deadpool 2 trailer it's out and it's awesome it's pretty funny yeah x-force yeah <laughs> i think right. my brother or my dad has like x-force one or something i'm not sure Ooh, damn get that graded put it in the plastic plastic thing the, i could the plastic 
Because mm-hmm. when did that when did that debut? In the nineties or? Yeah, Probably. during the uh, Liefeld Rob Layfield days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was his baby, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to say that they one of the one of them has it. Um, all right, well, that's all I got. So is that it? Yeah. Yep. And we got wrapped right. up. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>